The following audio is via a Skype call. You are listening to Life Design Radio, from adversity to awesome, with me, Susan DiLorenzo. Tune in each month as I join with Dr. Pat and offer up the best tools for pulling the gems from adversity and designing a life you would really love. Have you experienced adversity in your life? Are you ready to leverage it and create a life you really love? No matter where you are in your adversity story, the topics on Life Design Radio are here to inspire, reassure, enlighten, and motivate you. Why wait? Let's get started. Wow, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, Susan DiLorenzo. Welcome, everybody. Wow. Yeah, Great to be here again with you, wow. Dr. Pat. And we have an awesome show. Yeah. Uh, we, I feel like we always do, but this one is near and dear to my heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine, too. Why do you think that is? Because Why do you well, think upgrading our self-esteem, oh. even for me today, mm-hmm. I, I still have uh, an Achilles heel with this one. Yeah, it haunts us. It haunts us because it comes in at a very early age. It's a conditioning. We either take it through from our family, our surroundings, our schooling. There's so many ways that we can get knocked down in life and we take those wounds with us. But here's the good news. They don't have to stay. And that's yeah. what we're going to work on today. Well, I apologize to all of you out there. I, I got a little, got, I don't know, I got a little head cold or something here. But look, show goes on. Yeah, goes but, on. Um, let's talk about this for a minute because um, we sometimes think that, God, I hate to even say this, Susan. Mm. We're just not enough. Yes. Just yes. not enough. Yes, Girlfriend. Dr. Oh, gosh. Oh. And I hate that. There's, it's like our secret oh. fear that people are going to find out what frauds we are, that oh. we're really not enough. And, boy, oh. that was me. And it sounds like that was you, too. And, uh, uh, that was. I don't know that I'm in the, like, uh, <laughs> not in that arena right now. I think that. <laughs> we can have remnants, I, but we're hoping to bring it up a notch, right? Well, I'm just going to listen to you because this is really going to be like a learning thing for me. Good. So let's talk about this. Yes. One of the things we don't want to do, and you're going to address this, mm. is I'm just going to speak for me. I don't want to speak for our listeners, but all y'all out there, if you want help with self-esteem, write this number down and give us a call throughout the show today. Yes. Because this is not something that we should carry with us through life. Not Benny, not me, not any of you. Self-esteem. Wait till you see what this is about. 1-800-930-2819. We want to help you bust out of that. So are we willing to look and assess our self-esteem? Yeah, because you can never outperform your self-esteem. And that sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> but you can, you can raise it. We can absolutely raise our self-esteem. And when we do that, we open up our lives to more success, personal success, because our self-esteem is closely knit to our perceived levels of deserving. And as I, as I coach my clients, I work deeply with this because we check on self-talk, our level of deserving, and then we must take steps to improve in this area in order to achieve that higher level of success that most of my clients come to me for. And so we must become a match 
of the person we wish to be. And who is that person we wish to be? They aren't walking around feeling pretty bad about themselves. They're walking around feeling awesome about themselves. So we bring in new patterns. It's like installing a new operating system that brings in greater self-esteem and thereby can achieve better and personal success. And why I emphasize personal is that success is on your terms, not what the rest of the world is saying. It's when we start to measure ourselves against what the media says, what other people are doing, uh, that we start to judge ourselves so badly. But when we take our own personal, personal measures of what we would love in our lives and emanate from there, you're going to see your self-esteem start to soar. When we start comparing ourselves to others, that's when we start judging ourselves. So I just wanted to go back, Dr. Pat, and talk a little bit about low self-esteem and let people know that yeah. I wasn't always this big cheerleader. Every day in our lives, we get an opportunity to look at this. I got this opportunity back on the East Coast mm -hmm. and with Linda's brother, Honestly, I didn't know if he would make it. Oh, geez. But when we have a body of knowledge about something and others put it in question, mm -hmm. how are you going to help us not put ourselves in question? That's, right? That's right. right. Take and it away. Take it uh, Susan. Yes, we'll do. We'll do. And that is later in, the, in one of our segments coming up on this show, Dr. Pat, we're going to go through some exercises and mindsets that we can install into our lives to start generating a better level of self-esteem. But I wanted to just start with before the wake-up call I got with breast cancer, oh. I thought to myself, well, Susan, this is as good as it gets. You know, you're stuck in this life. And when I say as good as it gets, that doesn't mean I thought my life was good. I thought of myself as a disappointment and never good enough. Oh. And, and nobody would know it if they were looking at me. I donned this facade of confidence and positivity, and I just prayed no one would uncover what a fraud I felt like. <laughs> and so this just prevented me from going for greater responsibilities and greater fun in my life. I really thought I was not good enough. And the few times I was brave enough to go for an interview or even try out for this sales position where I had to give a presentation, I was shaking in my boots and that certainly came across. And then after I was turned down, I would act like it didn't bother me. And then I would internalize all this disappointment I had in myself and I believe created a nice big receptor for cancer. And that I could take in even further back to my childhood. Did you know that we tend to mirror the esteem of the same gender parent? No, I did not know that. Yeah, we, oh, we have okay a same-sex role model, really. And so we take on a lot of their deservingness. Uh, and in my case, my mother struggled with self-esteem issues and never seemed very happy with her life. And here I come into the picture, and I'm a born pleaser. I tried so hard to make my mom happy. And I took this as a personal failure that I just couldn't do my job. And then growing up, I would compare myself to others as well as like we were talking about these media yeah. ideals. And I rarely would make the mark. I mean, who knew about, you know, 
um, Photoshop and airbrushing and all those other things <laughs> when you're young, right? It's not true. And at this point, I would love to, to just give a shout out to a couple of my blogs on my website, SusanDiLorenzo.com. There's one called Not Good Enough Syndrome, which really speaks to this. And the other one is called The Thief of Joy, which goes on about how bad it is and unproductive it is to compare ourselves to others and to media ideals. So good, Not Good Enough Syndrome and The Thief of Joy at SusanDiLorenzo.com, a couple of my blogs. So here I am, not feeling great about myself, and then I go on to marry the only person I thought appreciated me. I honestly thought at the time I got married, there was no one else who wanted me. And I so desperately wanted to get married and have my own family that I'm in like my late 20s, early 30s. And so I said yes, even though in my heart I knew I had signed up for a really difficult relationship. And I ended up with another person with depression who also heaped on a good dose of verbal abuse and criticism because guess what? He too believed he was a disappointment. And we often marry what we know. So my aha moment came when my husband at the time let me know he no longer wanted to be married to me. Yeah. And I was devastated. And here he can, was. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I love, I don't love this. I'm sorry. No, you can relate to it probably. <laughs> I can. What did he say? Because I know for me, my partner at the time said the weirdest bleeping thing. If I could cuss, I would do it. But Benny, don't worry, I'm not. Thank you. Appreciate that. But I'm not going to do it. But what, what, uh, have you ever heard this? You ready, Susan? I, yeah. I'd like to hear what our listeners have been told when somebody is about to dump them. Mm. I'm called to be alone. You know, Pat, that was Let mine. me put you on the planet, Saturn. <laughs> I can help you with that. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but this is the reality of how some of this unfolds, right? Yeah. yeah. And they think it sounds, maybe they think they're trying to be nice because my ex-husband said, I think I need to live alone. So that's really interesting. Oh. That we a similar experience. But I think in, in his case, he was trying to find a way not to say, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And a few days later, he was trying to console me by saying that, you know, you're going to be okay. Everyone keeps telling me how wonderful you are. And he said it almost like that in a voice that made it clear that he was not with the crowd on this one. And I could not help myself from asking, do you think I'm wonderful? And did you ask this, that, Susan? I did in this okay. meek little voice. <laughs> and and okay. there was... And there was this long pause, and I could see the wheels turning in his head like, how can I let her down easy on this one? And he finally came out with, I think I tend to undervalue you. And Pat, there was my mirror. He could only take his cue from me. And I certainly undervalued myself. So bingo and wake up, Susan. <laughs> so that's a that, song. Yeah, wake up, Benny. Susan. Benny, Benny, you, you're gonna have to wake up. Oh, that is such an old school song, Everly <laughs> Brothers. Wake up, little Susie. Oh, wake up, little Susie. Oh my gosh. Oh, 
Yes. So this is where. <laughs> so if my life were a movie, that song would have cracked right in. That was perfect. Yeah. You want to know what mine is? What? Sinead O'Connor said it all. <laughs> Nothing compares to you. Yeah. OMG. Yeah. That. But, you know, what you're talking about is the unfolding of this and how self-esteem, a lack of self-esteem compounds itself and how yes. vulnerable we are to those things from others, right? And what we're afraid might be true about ourselves, like that little voice of me going, do you think I'm wonderful? That's almost like something I could have asked the whole world, you know, because I don't think I'm wonderful. Can you convince me I'm wonderful? I mean, how would that work? Oh, yeah. So, Let, let's go ahead and skip the break because I really want you to continue with the story. Good. Because those of us that go through things like this, people have a theory, Susan, of why we get sick. Yes. I have more people tell me why I got sick. Um, <laughs> and, and, and yet at the same time, you have to discover that for yourself. Did you discover that? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, I, there's just, it's a complete knowing with all that I am that I created through my feelings, through my experiences, through all I was holding inside of me of disappointment and failure and self-loathing, <laughs> that I created this perfect storm that had to be answered in some physical manifestation. Now, it's not necessarily the same for everyone, but I can tell you that is for me what it feel, feels like, absolutely. And with this, with this boom of cancer, um, it gave me an invitation to become a better, braver version of myself. And so during this time, I had a whole year to think about what the hell is happening here. Excuse me. Do you need to bleep me, Benny? <laughs> so oh, you're okay. On that um, okay, good. Uh, so <laughs> I, I've got, you know, four surgeries. I'm losing my breast. I'm having chemotherapy. I'm getting radiation. And I am in a storm, but I'm also grabbing onto a journal. I am reading inspirational material. I am taking care of myself at this point, and I'm starting to ask myself some questions and take note of what hasn't been working in my life. So I started to place a greater value on my life, which translated into a greater appreciation of why I'm here. And yes, the innate gifts that I actually have to share, that I wasn't depleted of, you know, I wasn't just a big walking nothing. I felt like I was now here to share a message that we are all friggin' awesome. <laughs> and that's why I love being a coach, is to get people to wake up to what they really are made of and not pay too much, or I'll say not subscribe to an old magazine subscription of who they were, <laughs> that it's, it's something we can all grab onto. And I began to take better care of me. And that also led me to address a long time eating disorder. In our last show, I think I shared that I was put on diets uh, early on in life by starting age 12. And by age uh, 14, I had developed a binging disorder. And um, I finally, through emotional freedom technique a couple years after cancer, 
got rid of uh, this terrible binging uh, disorder I had. And then I got rid of these dowdy, drab, shapeless clothes that I used to wear. And I call yeah. my, my matronly underwear these giant <laughs> cotton underpants. And I started investing in what I like to call the new authentic me. I now wanted to be seen. I didn't want to hide anymore. I was done with shame. And I found that um, this clothing was a way of celebrating that, that it was a celebration reflected in my clothing. (laughs) So as this began, my outside world began to reflect the changes and shifts I'd made in my inner world. So I began to attract better experiences, more fun, kind and interesting and life-loving people. And as a counterbalance to this, I gently let go of people who wallowed in negativity where I was trying to try to make them feel better or they were unkind and oppressive. So just like I cleaned out my clothes closet, I also cleaned out my relationship closet. I learned to say no, which is a big deal for people pleasers. And I really feel like I may have attracted the departure of my mate at this point because I was coming at a new level and it didn't match his level. And that must have been awfully uncomfortable, you know? And so maybe I did drive him to want to be alone. That could very well be, but I believe I started it on the inside by loving and beginning to love myself. And I'm going to give another shout out to a blog of mine from February of 2017 that's on my site called Your Best Valentine. And it's, it really is about coming to a point where we are our first love. So, you know, as we discussed in my first episode, which was the whole cancer story, I met and I fell in love with a wonderful guy from France after my husband left about less than a year later. And I credit this relationship with, it was about three years long. I developed this deep love for myself. It started through his eyes. And then I I just intrinsically felt this love for myself and my body. Even though my torso was scarred up from mastectomies and reconstructive surgery, I'd had this tram flap operation, which is taking all your belly fat and moving it up and making it a breast. And I called it my belly boob when I first had it done. And uh, (laughs) I was lucky because I had just, um, you know, I'd had a child a couple years earlier and I still had that, you know, that belly baby flab. And the uh, the, uh, cosmetic surgeon in my consultation with him, he grabbed it and said, I think we have enough to work with here. And, <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, I knew that would come in handy someday. Gosh. Oh, that is so, I'm so, it's so fun to see, to hear and see you laugh about it. Oh, yeah. Because I think that that is something that we've learned. That's what makes you a master at coaching people. Because yeah. it's not about just going through what you've gone through. But you and I talk about our past in such humor and yet, this, yeah. exactly. But this is what you also instill in other people as well. Yeah. Well, two things, right? That we all go through stuff. And yet we are living examples that you don't have to stay in the stuff. That there is an evolution going on. 
And if you choose to take that ride, it can take you to great places. And that's especially where coaching can help you. So I'm, I'm just going to give a shout out for that too, because having sustained support while you're going through something is so huge. But this intention and process never ends. And we were talking about that earlier as we gain greater awareness of what to release and what to embrace in ourselves. We reach this new level of experience that brings greater gifts to ourselves and guess what, to others. Because when we bring ourselves onto that platform, we give other people permission to be a greater version of themselves. And one of the things that I think about when we used to compare ourselves, when I did, and I want you all to remember this, when somebody is in front of you, it could be a family member, an old nemesis, somebody at work, and they're telling you where you're failing, what you're doing wrong, I want you to say to yourself, you may not be able to say this out loud, what you think of me is none of my business. And it's not because it's the relationship that they're having with themselves and you're on the receiving end of that. It doesn't mean there's no reflection going on. If They may be saying things that you're actually afraid to hear because you're fearing that it's true in yourself. But that's just a nice little signal for you to pick up that and not run from it, but say, no, no more. Pat, do you want to go on to a break or shall I keep going? Well, I think what I'd like to do is uh, there are a few more things for you to touch upon here that I think are really important before the break. Okay. And, and the reason that for those of you out there, I really wanted Susan, if you're just tuning in, Susan Lorenzo, I wanted her to share not only the essence of how self-esteem could be damaged, mm. but how you rise above it and how you rise above it in the most uh, ridiculous ridiculously horrific scenarios, right? Yes. I mean, one of the things we talked about back when I think we did the first show was the fact that we talked about divorces, right? Yes. And we talked about the divorce statistic. And I think when I shared this, it was like, yeah, we know 55% of people get divorced. But out of that 55%, it was like 80%, some huge number had to do with a chronic illness. So. It's like my mom used to say, don't ever kick a person when they're down. <laughs> I don't think she was saying, wait till they get up. But I think knowing my stepmom, she might have said that. <laughs> but she believed that when somebody is down, even people you don't necessarily love or align with, right. put your hand out and yeah. help them up. Uh, that's not to say that that would have made this any better. Right. right. I'll always be grateful. You and I both. I, my breakup happened when I was at my worst. I was looking at a wheelchair. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to ask you about before we go into exercises and mindsets. I want to talk about this intention process a little bit. Tell people about it. And how did you become so aware of it? Yeah. Um, I know you said you were reading. For me, I happened to have a radio show, which I started three months prior, and I had this hunger for positive people. And oh, this yeah. was not my upbringing. But what about you? Where did you learn this? 
I already had some background in holding on to my spiritual side and that divine connection. I was a big believer in prayer. It, it got me through so many dark nights of the soul, even if... You know, I, I probably didn't have a prayer about, please help me with my self-esteem. That probably would have been a good one. But it really was about that that feeling of the rock, right? Holding on. You got this rock to hold on to. And in between that was the idea that I had such love for the friendships that I did have that were so authentic. That I had something to hold on to, even though the rest was really rough, and I have to give a shout out to my former mate who hung in there with me and he was miserable. And I look back at the signs of this, but he hung in there with me through the surgeries, through the chemotherapy, through the radiation. And I kid that he waited until I had a little bit of hair on my head before he made the announcement that he needed to live alone. He really hung in there as long as he could. He was really not doing well. And, um, it was actually in better service of both of us that he leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I wanted you to talk about a little bit because, you know, I think part of this story and journey, there are, oh, what, uh, look, there are always two sides to the story, yeah. at least two. Um, but in the end, you had to pick yourself up yeah. and it's hard not for our self-esteem to take a hit. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about where do you go from here? And can you leave your low self-esteem behind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when, when they say let it go, we are talking about letting everything go. <laughs> letting that version of yourself that you think is just not good enough, let that thing go. Uh, we're talking about letting go. Anything you think that you're not able to heal, let it go. We're talking about all that, but that sounds so easy. When we come back, Susan's going to share with you what she learned and what she works with her coaching clients all about. But before we go, Susan, how can people find out more about you? Yes, sure. Contact me at Susan at SusanDLorenzo.com. That's my email address. Or head over to my website, SusanDLorenzo.com. S-U-S-A-N-D-E-L-O-R-E-N-Z-O. You can message me there. And I really want you to head to that website anyway, because there's a lot of great resources there. And you, you can have the opportunity to see what I'm all about. I have all my blogs there. Uh, you can see what services I provide. You'll get a sense of me. And if that appeals to you, I would love to do a life mapping session with you and see where you're stuck and see oh. where you want to go. Yeah. And by the way, this is the energy to do it in, this Jupiter and Sagittarius stuff. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back, everybody. Demystifying the journey on From Here to There Radio with your host, Diane Garris. Tune in every third Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Diane helps you get from where you are now to the life you envision. Get ready to get unstuck and move forward. Every show features a new special segment, New Age Notes, demystifying hot metaphysical topics of the day. For more information or to work with Diane, visit DianeGarris.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. It's time to step into the power of yes. Creating the life you want is up to you. The power comes from saying yes to ourselves, yes to possibilities, and yes to change. Are you ready? Start achieving your goals and moving life in the direction you want. Tune in each month to Yes Minded Power Radio with Barbara Scheidegger to start living your future now. For more information about the show and working with Barbara, visit yesmindedpower.com. Dream on, lie high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Have you been searching for a push to step out and share your gifts with the world? Allow Charlene Hess to empower you to start shedding the layers of your ego that are holding you back and begin feeling connected to your heart so that you can shine your unique divine light and share your gifts with the world. Tune in to The Charlene Hess Show, Living on Your Heart's Edge, every third Friday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, visit CharleneHess.com. Wow. Nice one. Wow, Betty, thank you. So this is Life Design Radio, Susan DiLorenzo from Adversity to Awesome. Today's episode, Upgrade Your Self-Esteem. Upgrade Your Self-Esteem. I love this because what it assumes is that we all have self-esteem, high self-esteem as a birthright, but most of us don't know how to get there. So before we start to share some exercises and mm-hmm. mindsets, how could people work with you directly? Contact me, Pat. You can head to my website, susandelorenzo.com, S-U-S-A-N-D-E-L-O-R-E-N-Z-O.com, or you can email me, susan at susandelorenzo.com. I would love to hear from you guys. Awesome. So... How do we create a new narrative? Right, because that's our goal. Create a new narrative, a new vision for your life. And so in this segment, we're going to look at inspiring ways that you can consider in bringing a greater version of yourself and thereby upgrade your life experiences as well. Yeah, And it starts with what I call, for some people, a Disney-type question. What would you really love in your life, right? What would you love? A lot of people can't entertain that. It almost turns them off. They almost have made it to such a point in their life that they can't even entertain such a question. And I'm not talking about, you know, 
a new car or a better paying job. I'm saying go for your wildest dreams. What would you love? Travel the world, uh, start an organization that's going to help millions. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, uh, there's some people that won't even allow that kind of dreaming to take place. So before I even offer up a couple of these exercises, that's where we're starting. Bring something to mind that you would love to bring into your life. And there are a couple of ways, I'm sure folks have heard of a vision board. The other one is a vision statement. These are two ways to entertain this question. Or if you like to draw or paint, you may even want to express what you'd love in that manner. My first vision board was filled with words like perfect health, freedom, you know, highway to bliss, true love, and happy family. I had uh, beautiful images that matched uh, these words. And I kept it in my bedroom where I, it would greet me uh, every time I entered. And I, it's kind of wild because one of these pictures was of two people facing each other and it said, fall in love. And the man I met uh, shortly after my husband left looks so much like the guy in this picture. It was so mind-blowing. I don't know if it was in the back of my mind when I met him at this wedding or not, but it's pretty funny. And you hear about people who end up uh, buying the house that was on their vision board or, you know, getting the car that was on their vision board or having those certain uh, travel experiences that were on their vision board. So really have fun with this and realize that this is coming from deep within you. You're almost having your your soul join in and creating this. So that's one way. And the other way is something I work with in depth uh, with uh, my coaching clients. And that is creating a vision statement. And every one of my clients is asked to create a written vision of their ideal life in the areas of health, relationships, vocation, and time and money freedom, right? Feeling fully resourced in time, fully resourced with finances. And it all begins with a phrase that also sounds kind of Disney for some people, but we're bringing in an energy. So keep this in mind when you hear this phrase, I am so happy and grateful now that I am, let's put in traveling the world, living the life of my dreams and going into detail from there. And it's all written in the present tense so that when we read our vision statement, it's all in the now, right? We're not, we, we don't have a future and we don't have a past. We're sitting here right in the now and there's something energetically perfect about doing this. So we read it daily, uh, just like I saw that vision board daily. We engage with our vision statement daily and all of this is creating new programming to be absorbed by our subconscious mind. And this is really what we're doing when I talk about cleaning out our closet. We're getting rid of the old, but we can't just have a vacuum there. We've got to reprogram that empty space with the stuff that we would love. And it can change. You're not making a commitment like, oh, now I've got to travel the world and now I'd rather stay home and have children. It's not like that, right? It's about saying, wow, now that I know this much about myself, I think I want this. It's like when you climb a hill and you get a better view, the the landscape of your life gets a little bit more clear as you start to achieve more 
in your self-esteem and attracting new experiences to yourself through the work you're doing. And there's one person I want to bring to mind here and invite you to go check out her TED Talk. Her name is Amy Cuddy. She is a social psychologist and author of the book Presence, Bringing Your Boldest Self to Your Biggest Challenge. And you know how I'm talking about an inside-out job for self-esteem building. Well, she flips this on 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 its head. And she describes how we can actually empower ourselves through what she calls posturing. And one, and I'm going to give you two postures. The first is the victory pose. You remember the movie Rocky where he jumps to the, he's running, he finally makes it to the top of those steps in Philadelphia. Philadelphia! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's got his hands up in the V for victory. And the second pose is like Superman with our hands mightily on our hips. Both of these poses hold for about two minutes. And what it does is actually have the body inform the psyche, inform the brain that we are a badass. Yeah. (laughs) And so a lot of people like to use this um, before going to a big meeting, before giving a, a presentation, uh, before going on the radio (laughs) or, uh, They use it um, when they have maybe a difficult conversation they have to have. And so if they're out and about, you could, you know, you never know in that bathroom stall next to you, there could be somebody with a power pose or you could be that somebody in a power pose. Yeah. But it's a wonderful way. I'd love for you all to experiment with this. So two minutes with your arms up like a V for victory or on your hips like Superman and just see how you feel. Check in. You could even play music with this, empowering music. It's, it's a great exercise and probably best done with like-minded people or alone at first <laughs> until you're yeah. really comfortable. Um, so that's big. Another one is just letting go. We've, we've hammered on this one before, Pat, and that's forgiveness. We've got to break free with forgiveness. That was a uh, episode title of our last show and my last blog was by the same name, Break Free with Forgiveness. We cannot move forward when we're prisoners of our past. And if you don't think holding on to forgiveness knocks down your self-esteem, I, I, just, want, I just want to invite you to try it the other way because it truly is for you alone and your ability to live freely and fully in the present and at a higher level than the version of you who won't or feels they can't forgive. Yeah. So that's, you know, yeah. you and I were talking about this, Pat, how many yeah. books have been written about this. There's a reason for that because so many people get stuck on this one. Yeah, uh, it's so, true. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that I, I don't think we quite get is that if we are not in a space of forgiving, we are in a space of resenting. People say, oh, but, you know, if you're not forgiving, you're this, you're that, you're that. No, you are in the middle of a giant resentment, like giant. And we now know, I mean, you read it across psychology books, you read it in 12-step programs, resentment is the number one offender. That thing will eat away at any healthy part of yourself, body, mind, and spirit, quicker than you can shake a stick at. Absolutely. So, yeah, that one will come up a lot. Uh, it just, it's, a, it's like a cure for so many parts of ourselves. And speaking of um, a cure 
How about self-care? It's hugely important in honoring our value. I used to say that there was never enough of me to go around in my old life, that um, I, I failed miserably at every aspect of my life, and I didn't even put myself last. I didn't even put myself on the list. So I just posted a, a terrific blog by a guest blogger, Brad Krause, who has an entire website dedicated to self-care, and I encourage you to check it out. Brad's website is selfcaring.info, and you don't need a full day of self-care in order to bring in this beautiful way to honor your worth yeah. and sustain your soul. It really doesn't take a lot of time, but you're saying it's like putting the stake in the ground that says, you know what? I matter, and what I do matters, and to give in the way that I do yeah. You know, it's kind of like that, and, and it's a, a great analogy. It's used all the time about putting on your air mask first when you get on that airplane and that right. air mask drops down. You've got to put your air mask on first, and then you can take care of the other things in your life. So that's that's huge, too, and I, I hope you'll check out that blog. Well, the other thing, let's talk about this, is uh, let's talk about the end game. Why do we want to have an elevated self-esteem? And I think we should talk about that for a minute because, you know, this is the part where we say, well, is that ego? No. No. Uh, Yes and no. Yes and no. But the other part of it is by showing up with that level of self-esteem, everything, everything around you gets easier. People around you. The way you go about your life, your jobs, your relationships, in support of others. You know, it is really hard to be at a low self-esteem and then be there for somebody else. So what have you discovered about how self-esteem helped you become the Susan DiLorenzo (laughs) we're talking to now? Well, let's just start by saying life meets you where you are. And that goes for all your life experiences, the people you attract. So I had to make a decision. And I first made it out of, oh, my God, I get to live. (laughs) I get to be here every day. I wasn't so sure at one point. I didn't even know I'd get to see my son grow up. So um, that's huge right there. And, And if you want to advance your life, you cannot go to it with low self-esteem. And that's where I come in. If you find that your level of self-esteem and your level of deserving need a rocket booster, that's yeah. where I come in, right? Because yeah. in, in the program I teach and guide my clients in, they receive insights and tools to notice. Notice when negative self-talk is coming in or when they're pulling in old expectations from their former levels of being. And then we learn to replace them in the moment with these life-giving thoughts and expectations centered on that vision I have them, right? The personal vision for the life they would love to live. So it involves consistent uh, support, talking to me every week, reframing negative mindsets to come into alignment with the person inhabiting the life written in their vision or up on their vision board. I want us to soar. And I want, uh, you know, I know firsthand how great it feels to discover the truth about one's gifts and purpose, especially after believing or even fearing that we aren't worthy. 
So um, that's just my wish for all of us. I um, Do you want to take another break or shall I keep going? No, I I think I want to skip the break. But uh, I do want folks to know how they can work with you directly because I, I don't know about you, but I can recall times in my life where I just couldn't take a step forward. Mm-hmm. And it hadn't, it, it wasn't about fear, right? Except for fear of not being enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was about how I looked at myself, right? Yeah. Yes. And how I thought others would look at, at me. And I think what we're talking about is that the first step is recognizing that this is an area that you could probably up-level, the next part is getting some help to do it because I actually couldn't do it alone. No. I need no. to get help. I got help too. And okay. I, I don't want people to think I did this all by myself either. <laughs> you know, I did have some great realizations, but I had someone at my side who helped foster these realizations. And that's an exciting place to be with a, with a client is when they have their aha moments and you see them blossoming into that newer version of themselves. I mean, it is a privilege to do this work and, and to, it's like I get to do it all over again in myself (laughs) when I see this kind of transformation going on. But I I do have a little um, caveat or a little yeah. bit of a, hey, yeah. if you're on for this ride and you just put your stake in the ground for greater self-esteem and you're on the road, right? You're yeah. doing it. You're, you're, you've got the positive self-talk going. You're, you've, you've done a few brave things to show yourself. You've taken care of yourself. Life will often check in with you via a number of challenges. So you'll see difficult or challenging times come up to remind you It looks like they're trying to remind you anyway that you don't have what it takes or you're really not good enough, no matter what new empowering words you've been telling yourself. And this was me at some point. I I just want you to know that this is a very common occurrence. It's like the um, psyche gets the word, the captain is turning the ship around. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you're going to hear yourself saying something like this. Who was I to think I could overcome arise above any of this. I just have the life I deserve and no more. You know what's so tricky about that, Pat? Tell me. Tell me. (laughs) That voice, if you listen to that voice telling you, oh, see, I told you so, it sounds like your own voice. It sounds like your voice, but it's not. It's this internal trap. It's your ego who's afraid and it's trying to keep you safe where you are. Anything outside of that is outside of the patterning and conditioning and the life you've always known. So the key is just to notice its entrance and not give it your agreement. Just notice that it's old messaging from the old you and try to pull, you know, it's just trying to pull you back and say this out loud, you know, aloud if it helps, if you're somewhere (laughs) in public maybe you don't oh but you know with bluetooth these days you can get away with it so let's say this comes in and you say oh no you don't oh no you don't you stop that right away and you follow it with a powerful counter statement so let's say uh in response to something like who was i to think i could do this you can replace that with first of all oh no you don't i am exactly the person i need to be to overcome any obstacle. 
And the power in me is greater than anything I'm witnessing outside of myself. You all will find your empowering words, but this will just give you some kind of a formula that, um, that you can work with. Um, I just find uh, that's the other thing I do with my clients is they'll come into this kind of talk. They'll have a week where they had a terrible time at work or a tough time with their family. Yeah. And they're going back into old patterning. And that's where I step in to remind them, no, that's not who you are. Who do you want to be now in this moment? You don't want to be that old self. Who is the new self? Who am I now in this moment? Because some of these variables aren't going to go away right away. You know that phrase, the captain is turning the ship around? It takes seven miles for an ocean liner to turn around. So life isn't going to miraculously, you know, walk out the door tomorrow with your great self-esteem. You're still going to have a lot of the same variables, obstacles, but you are different and you will begin to attract new variables. You know, I want to ask you this. I know we've got a few minutes left. And I know you're going to talk about this more. Um, sometimes we think we have to uh, snap into it and flip everything around all at once. But the analogy that you gave about the ship mm. is so very, very important. Right. And, and you know, the importance of it is that it involves a lot of different aspects of awareness and then action. And I think that's what we're talking about today as well. You know, self-esteem sounds like this, you know, this morphic kind of thing (laughs) that you can't really touch or feel. Yet, how our life is affected by a confident, you know, self-esteem. It's the evidence. It's it's the evidence of our self-esteem, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you this question. Uh, what would you say for yourself the greatest impact uh, up-leveling your self-esteem has had on you to this day, right? Oh, I mean, let's think yeah. about it because here you and I are on air in front of a lot of people and uh, I didn't even understand what the impact of that was when I started this. But Up-leveling self-esteem really makes up-leveling self-esteem, again, easier. Like, it's like this little momentum, right? Yes. Yes. One, you know, there's an old saying, nothing succeeds like success. And when you have a success to build on, however small, all right, yeah, I, I'm go, I'm taking myself to yoga. I'm, you know, I joined this women's group that's doing great work in yeah. the world. All right, so just think about certain things, and remind yourself, especially in those darker moments, of those successes, because we puff up a little bit again, and <laughs> and, and keep a list of them. If, if if it's that hard, keep a list of why you are so fabulous. <laughs> good because you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we don't take enough time to really be about the. uh, When I work with clients, I know you must do something like this. I do something called bragging. Yes. Very much like that. Yeah. And people say, oh, you're not supposed to brag. That's not that. (laughs) But the reason we have to really do it is because it may seem a little extreme, 
But if you're not used to really honoring yourself and your mm-hmm. gifts and your talents and even your flaws, right? Right. Like bragging will help you bust out of that. What a great show today. Susan, I want to ask you, what is the best way, again, for people to work with you, find out more about you, all of the above? And then I want to ask you, what is the personal message for today? Because your story is so captivating, and yet we're all kind of at the same place. So finally, once again, Susan at SusanDiLorenzo.com. Or head to my website, susandilorenzo.com. And I wanted to pick you up on that phrase, bragging. We could, we could uh, substitute the word celebrating <laughs> on that. Uh, so, yes, in closing, the greatest uh, way to self-esteem is always going to have some obstacles. But growing your awareness and filling your inner toolbox with strategies to remove them that we've discussed here today is a proven way to begin. And listen, we didn't develop low self-esteem overnight. Take a look at a baby. Do you see any self-esteem issues there? (laughs) They are installed over time. And we can only begin to tackle negative self-talk and other defeating mindsets by noticing when they arise. And then ask yourself, would I talk to a friend the way I'm talking to myself? And then ask, what would I say to a friend? Because there's the clue on how to begin honoring yourself, the dearest friend who never leaves your side. So please reach out to me if I can be of help in this area of your life or any matter that's keeping you stuck, because that is what I'm here for. My wish for all of us is to truly honor and celebrate the beautiful being we are and live the life we love. Thanks, Dr. I love Pat. Susan, <laughs> awesome, awesome show. Again, website. Let's just make sure folks know how to reach out to you because this is one of the hardest things to reach out and get help about, I have found for me. How can they do that with you? Yes, Susan at SusanDiLorenzo.com and SusanDiLorenzo.com, S-U-S-A-N-D-E-L-O-R-E-N-Z-O.com. I Thanks. love it. Thank you. I'm Dr. Pat. This is a great show. And believe me, even if you see Susan and I here today, we are challenged even to this day by looking at ourselves. And I know this is a real Achilles heel for me and thinking, I am just not enough. And I'll tell you, we are a work in progress. But Always. Yeah. we are here today to tell you that we know what it feels like to be at that place of self-esteem that allows you to live the life you love. Susan, you rock. Thanks, Pat. Have a great one. You bet. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, everyone. Thank you for listening to Life Design Radio. From adversity to awesome. With me, Susan DiLorenzo. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com as I join with Dr. Pat and offer up the best tools for pulling the gems from adversity and designing a life you would really love. No matter where you are in your adversity story, the topics on Life Design Radio are here to inspire, reassure, enlighten, and motivate you. For more information on Life Design Coaching with me, or to listen to this show again, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.